The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a tremendous Thursday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley, and it's you here with us on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. Two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way as we get you set to bet and hopefully win on all the various sports out there right now. And there are many of them, and we will hit all of them coming up over the course of the next two hours. Our friend Rick Camp will stop by in 40 minutes from 4 for 4 and Betspurts. Rick's going to talk some NBA with us, and Rick will also get us set to bet the race in Bahrain this weekend. Formula One returns to our lives. The season of uh, Drive to Survive is on Netflix now. It is sensational. I'm almost done with it. Absolutely love it. So Rick's going to give us some bets for Formula One. And uh, Ken and I will talk about it later in the show also, where maybe a good betting opportunity has been presented to us based on the way some of these cars looked in practice sessions. And I promise if you're out there and you're like, what are they talking about? We're going to make it make sense. And again, potential money-making opportunity as well. So looking forward to that. We'll also get you set for NFL win totals when those markets open coming up later this spring uh, with eight buckets as we'll project the Cleveland Browns and a couple teams in the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, shaping up to be one of the most interesting teams this offseason heading into the 2024 NFL regular season. We'll talk Jacksonville, some other teams in the AFC South. Power Hour, Final Hour, we'll feature all our bets for tonight. But for the next couple segments, we'll be recapping what we saw last night in the world of sports, NBA and college hoops, and spinning it forward and seeing what bets uh, we might be able to place as a result. Uh, Ken, let's start in the NBA. There are a couple division prices, I think, that have caught both of our eyes, and we'll go, we'll get to those in a second. But a topic, uh, I would call the topic du jour, which means the topic of the day. I don't know what the week is in French, but that would be what this is. Uh, Sixth man of the year in the NBA. Topic du jour, 
du jour, du jour, du jour, fourth day of the week. Uh, Malik Monk of Sacramento remains the favorite in the market. A bigger favorite today than he was yesterday, despite only scoring 14 points last night for the Kings as they are blown out in Denver by the Nuggets. Monk sitting at minus 150. Um, so I think our listeners and viewers are pretty well aware of like the thoughts about this market right now. Monk, a vulnerable favorite. Just can anyone take him down? Uh, Ken, you said you spent a lot of time earlier today thinking about this market. Uh, what do you have for us here, here ahead of uh, Thursday's slate of games where my guy, Bobby Portis, will be playing for the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, the market just continues to move in really, really extreme ways, right? Like huge price moves for very late in the season. I mean, look, you know, you, if you follow the NBA most valuable player market, you know, Jokic could have 50 tonight against Miami. And, you know, what is he, minus 160? Maybe he goes to minus 180 or minus 200. Like he moves a little bit and maybe two other guys move back, SGA and Luca. But like the, the, the general structure of the market stays the same. The favorite's the same. The second choice is the same. The third choice is the same. And it there's almost nothing aside from an injury that can happen that will shake that in one day. Meanwhile, this market where Karis Levert, we did a segment 48 hours ago. He was 14 to one. Now he's four to one. They played two games. They've played 60. <laughs> like it's just again crazy price moves driven by recent performance. Nas Reed was eighty to one last week. Eighteen at another place, he's seven. Like crazy price moves, and they're all driven, I think, by the same thing, which is that everyone looks at the favorite to win the award and has some response on some spectrum of either, okay, I get that, I still want to bet against it, or I don't even get that. And I want to bet against it. Something in there. I'm more in the in the vein of like, I think Monk is the most likely player to win, but that's still a low percentage. And it's not minus 150. It's not more than 50% to win the award. I think I speculated like 40 yesterday. I think that goes down as they keep losing games. So maybe he only wins a third of the time and you break up the other 66% among a lot of players. Uh, it's just a really interesting time. And I think there's no, I think my favorite part about it, I was explaining this to someone today. I was like, the most interesting thing is that in usually in these markets, it's just a race to bet the same guy among everybody. Oh, like, you know, uh, Luca wins tonight or like next game, they play Boston. Luca has 60 and hits the hits the game winner. Everyone's going to go bet Jason Tatum. No, everyone's going to go bet Luca. Everyone's going to go bet him and no one else. And we'll all be racing each other to get the same guy at the same price. And like no one else will get bet. And with with some limited exceptions, but almost all of us are going to be hyper focused on the same thing driven by what just happened. Okay, we had every candidate play last night. No one can agree on what this should be, on who should get bet, who the second choice should be, who the third choice should be, whether Monk should be more of a favorite or less. I think it's insane he became more likely to win off of what happened last night. That last night went exactly as I expected. They got trucked which means he's less likely to win. I don't care how many points he scored. Also, De'Aaron Fox was out. He still didn't score a lot of points. What an indictment that is. Just like, it's crazy. They play at Minnesota tomorrow. They're going to lose again. He's more likely to win again. What if he scores 20 points in that game? Market going to go down to 200? Like, what, what are we doing? What's going on? So just uh, this, this total confusion is just so fun. Like, if you, like, look, if you like sports like you bet nfl on sundays and you like the super bowl and stuff like this will seem boring and mundane i totally understand that but if you just like betting markets i mean this is it man this is awesome it's the best no one agrees on yesterday. anything 
Yeah, I said this yeah. yesterday. It's just the most interesting thing in sports betting right it's, now. It is, right? It's just it's just awesome. It's just really awesome because there's just so much confusion. There's disarray. There's no consensus. The favorite is somewhere from a little vulnerable to not going to win. Like, it's just, it's all of it, all of it together, and there's no agreement. And uh, and it means if you do have a strong opinion, like, look, two two days ago, Laverne at Price was the bet. There's no question. He had 15 assists yesterday. He set the Cavaliers franchise record for assists off the bench yesterday, which is a really bizarre record to hold, by the way. But he holds it now. And, uh, and they did lose the game. Him. Right. Yeah, I, I honestly, him? I, I don't know. But I, I did see someone tweet. I think the, I, I want to look this up again. I think like the Rubio? record for assists. Well, that's a good question. I was going to say the 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 NBA record for assists off the bench, like period. Somebody had like twenty two or something. I want to say it was like John Lucas had like a lot of assists. You know, Georgia's son. He had like a lot of assists, like you know, in the eighties or whatever. So just like it's a John, it's John Lucas Junior's dad, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know that that would actually be the familiar relationship. So just uh, you know, what do we have? So okay, how do we further this conversation from what we had yesterday? Uh, Monk plays fine but they lose badly and that hurts um, because if they're going to end up in this nine, 10 game, I think that's going to make a lot of people not want to vote for him. He doesn't score more than his season average. His season average off the bench has now dropped to exactly 15 points per game. That is not a particularly high number and it brings him closer to everybody else. So that's pretty interesting. Lost the game, moved closer to everybody. Somehow price went up. That doesn't make any sense. That was wrong. Uh, how about the other players and how they played Hardaway actually had a pretty good performance for him scored a little bit they won the game which is going to be pretty important them and sacramento are going to have the same problem which is going to be team success and like is hardaway going to be able to consistently have games like that part of his offense that's this is what you struggle with in betting him is he just takes a ton of threes and doesn't do a lot of other stuff so if the threes fall hey that's great also he has games where he goes like one for nine and one for ten and stuff like that he doesn't do anything else so it's like kind of tough. Like these are why some of his scoring games have gone down a lot recently. Just the threes haven't been going in. So he plays pretty well. But the funny thing is he lost a lot of win probability last night. His price went up a lot in the market. And that was actually the first night where that shouldn't have happened. So again, nothing's behaving rationally or normally. Like the guys who are playing well aren't getting bet. Uh, Nas Reed plays really well again last night. His price continues to go down. Lavert, we already mentioned his price continues to go down. And the one price that stays the same is Portis because he doesn't play. But I would argue as all of this uncertainty is swirling, he is becoming more likely to win because there is no consensus, because there is an opportunity. Again, if no one's winning the race, then that means he can get to the lead just as fast as everybody else. And we're going to just continue to see this compression, I think, among these candidates where you're going to have to look at all these guys on a sheet of paper and you're going to go, all right, Monk averages one and a half more points per game than Karis Levert. It's actually less right now. Uh, and Levert's team won eight more games. What do you think the voters are going to do? And if anybody who says like, I know they're going to do this is wrong because you shouldn't know anything right now. It's going to be, we don't know. Uh, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. So you're just out there grabbing prices, grabbing prices, bet Levert, bet Reed. And that's why he got that down. Portis is the last guy left there for right now. Um, and then we just kind of like see what happens when all the, when the music stops, <laughs> like who's, who's actually got re reasonable numbers on a really good team. Um, big prices among any of those players are going to be desirable going forward. And I, again, I would just emphasize, like, I don't think Monk remotely became more likely to win the award last night. You better be with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday, talking Wednesday night in the NBA and spinning it forward. Uh, Milwaukee, 11 and a half tonight on the road at Charlotte. It's Bobby time.
it's poor this time. Let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, talk some division prices here, Ken. Maybe Absolutely. this takes us into the next segment. Um, I think a lot of this is pretty interesting. So, and just to say this, we talked about the Southeast division. It was like three weeks ago. Was it like while football season was still going on? When Miami Maybe. and Orlando had like close to the same record and uh, Miami was like a small dog in the division, now like minus 225. Maybe these are markets that me specifically, I'd like to maybe pay more attention to. So the central division right now, which is fronted by the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Milwaukee Bucks, Cleveland losing last night on the road in Chicago. Cleveland is currently a half game up on Milwaukee. Uh, Cleveland is minus 150 to win the division, Milwaukee, uh, plus 110. The Mavericks and Pelicans in the Northwest Division, I think, is pretty interesting. And I'm just going to, hold on, I'm going to, sorry, I had the wrong tab open. I just want to make sure I have the exact, okay. New Orleans is a half game up on Dallas right now. Half game up on Dallas. Dallas minus 120, New Orleans minus 105. The Timberwolves are a little bit ahead of Oklahoma City for the number one seed in the Western Conference. They play in the same division. OKC's plus 135 to win the division. Minnesota plus 175. And Ken, a division that you talked about earlier this week, the Pacific, which you know you gave out the Clippers like at like plus 800. Maybe even it's even longer than that. Um, back in 2023, the Clippers are minus 2,500. Now, they blow the fourth quarter lead last night against the Lakers. The Suns are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites tonight against the Rockets. Phoenix is plus 1,800 to win this division right now. Not a lot of games left, and the Clippers still three-and-a-half games in front, but it's a huge price for Phoenix. Any of these division prices tickle your fancy right now in the NBA? Uh, do the Pacific first. When we did this a couple days ago, I was like, I, I think the Clippers are still fine, but now I have to, I think I, the way I said it was, I wasn't paying any attention before or thinking about it. And now I have to, uh, and that, that, that game last night, uh, like if they win that game, we're probably back to not paying attention anymore because the Kings lose, you know, the Lakers beat the Clippers. So like, you know, I guess the Lakers gain a little bit, but it's really like Phoenix seems like the team that you're worried about here to a certain extent. And, you know, I just, I was bringing up just the updated, cause this stuff's pretty interesting as the games tick off, just, you know, the updated strength of schedule stuff and the re cause I think people would look at the sun's price and the King's price and be like, how are they even that close? Like the sun's upside the rest of the year if Beal plays in the games is way more. Well, the sun's play by far the most difficult schedule remaining. And that's why, and when we do calves and bucks, that's what'll factor into why those prices are what they are. So in order to like make a bet, you you kind of you have to do so understanding that like we know who the opponents are left it's probably more to do with who the opponents are than like team quality you know i think we think the bucks maybe at their best or better than the Cavs at their best or something like that or are going to play well down the stretch play better than the Cavs, but like against competition who knows um the one thing about the pacific though that's just kind of interesting is like the clippers since the all-star break have just kind of been in this funk and if this is just if this is like a longer lasting issue and like Paul George stays in and out of the lineup and they're going to have some back to backs and they might want to rest Kawhi a little bit down the stretch, like it gets a little dicey and you combine that with Phoenix's health, which is always a huge wild card. What if Beal just plays in the damn games? <laughs> then they win 70% of them. That's what happens. Even a tough schedule, they'll win a lot of them. Um, it's just, it's a little more uncertain than you like if you were holding the Clippers. You'd rather the Clippers were being chased by Sacramento, who I think is like a known quantity that's never going to win a lot. And that's what they are. And they don't defend. And you can kind of put them in a box. And Phoenix is just a really tough team to peg. That's why they're scary. So again, like I'm not playing any defense yet. It would be Phoenix. I, in order to make the bet, I'd at least want to see Beal play like a couple in a row 
and know that like the hamstring injury is okay and it wasn't aggravated and they're going to go on a run. Like if it's in and out of the lineup and it's questionable and it's this like, then I I don't want to play any defense. I want to just try to take the Clippers to the finish line and see what happens. Um, and just in case people are like, well, what about the Lakers and the Warriors? Uh, six and a half and seven back, respectively, of the Clippers. Not a lot of games left. Just tough to the prices overcome. are so long. Yep. Yeah, in the NBA, you just, like, it's not baseball and it's not other sports. Like, you just don't see those margins made up very often because even, like, even a team like the Clippers that's not playing well, there are, like, free wins on the schedule. There aren't a lot of them in the Pacific Division. Like, you don't play, you know, Memphis and Washington and Detroit uh, that often. But, like, it's just... It's not with like twenty five games left. It's really with like eighteen games left because like all these ga- all these teams have so many freebies against teams that are going to be tanking in the final few weeks. Um. So in like preparation for the show today, and also because I just like really like this stuff. Uh, reading this morning about everything that happened in the NBA last night, watching a lot of stuff, watching highlights, etc. I came across something, a quote, a post game quote from a player that obviously played in the game last night that I found to be very, very interesting, and I think ran contrary to what a lot of people think this team is trying to accomplish over the balance of the rest of the season. And maybe this could present a valuable betting opportunity for all of us. I'll run it by my guy Ken Barkley on the other side, and then we'll talk college hoops from last night, and I'll ask Ken, God, does this even pass the laugh test? Should we be considering Rick Barnes in Tennessee to win the national championship? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.